Welcome to the God and Dad Talk podcast. We're excited you have tuned in to hear from us about following God as believers of Jesus Christ and how that drives us to try to be the best dads we can. It's time to discuss all things manly, so without further ado, let's get on with the show. Yes, that's awesome. Hey, 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 this is Brandon. And this is Rodney. We're back hey. with another episode. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back and listening again. Rodney, what are we talking about on today's podcast? Or what, what did we talk about last time? Do you want to do a little intro and then we can recap? Well, last week we just did a little brief introduction of ourselves, a little introduction of what the podcast is. And today we want to dive in. And summer's among uh, coming upon us, and we're going to talk some destinations that you may want to be able to go to, take your kids to, and we're going to do start our deep study. We're going to start with Brandon's book of Ecclesiastes. He said your favorite verse and passage comes from Ecclesiastes, so we're going to jump into Ecclesiastes, and we're going to do a Bible study on that. So what's your thoughts about that, Brandon? Well, yeah, thanks for asking. I think it's a a really powerful book, like I mentioned on the last episode, and I'm excited to just kind of enter that with you and our listeners to kind of see, you know, what what the Old Testament stuff can be kind of kind of like, okay, why, what is going on here? This sounds really crazy. And, um, you know, for the Bible being supposed to be an encouraging book, Ecclesiastes can kind of be one of those books that's like, I don't quite get this. So I'm excited to kind of look into that a little more and discuss that with you. Um, I'm definitely excited about our conversation about the, some of our summer destinations and some of the places we've been and experiences we've had um too so do you want to just jump right into that or let's jump right in head first uh, buddy you know what else i like jumping into is the water at the beach so why don't we just start with the beach there um, i think that's a great destination um you guys don't i don't know you're, you're in ohio right so you don't have yeah. you guys have beaches in ohio I don't really well know. we got lake Erie up north and we got the higher river down south so we got water Kind of surround our state. Well, I shouldn't say surrounding. I mean, it's to the north and to the south. Right, right. And Lake Michigan, they got some nice beaches too, don't they, on Lake Michigan? Well, that's Um, not necessarily ours, but yeah, there's Lake Michigan. I mean, I guess this can be a little educational moment. You know, can you name your five lakes, Brandon? I cannot. Um, Let me see. Orion, Michigan. Which one did you just say? Remember Holmes. Remember the acronym Holmes? Lake Huron, Ontario, Ontario, Michigan, Michigan. Erie, and Superior. Superior. Superior gets me every time. It's a little pop quiz out there. You got to kind of go for all of our young kids, you know. Remember your lakes. I guess I didn't get it. Uh, You're introducing some sound effects today, too. That's another. You probably noticed that already if you're listening today. Um, Got a little sound machine here I'm pretty excited about. So we'll be doing a couple sound effects while we go, right? But hey, um, the beach, yeah, so the lake beaches, but I certainly, you know, in Virginia, obviously we're a coastal state, so we have a lot of beaches here. Um, I'm actually looking forward to going to the beach with my amazing wife um, and my family here. Um, we're going to go a couple times this year. Usually we just make it once, but uh, um, I know one thing I like to think about the beach, and I've got a little little thing I saw on Facebook this week that I'll share about the beach was like, you just look for the crabs. You ever see crabs at the beach, Rodney? Nope, not around here. 
Oh, well, and the beaches down here, there's sometimes you'll see crabs. If you dig down a little bit, you'll see them scurrying across. And Facebook taught me this week that it's good to become a crab. And here's why. There's too, too many bills to pay, not liking your current life, don't know what to do. Become a crab. It says you don't get sunburns. There's no sand in your swimsuit. You can regrow lost limbs. I know that's, you know, lots of legs. Like if I had more legs, I could like go a lot more places maybe. Um, this is my probably my favorite. You never get fat. And then there's no responsibilities as a crab, like you have one job. And so there's something to consider, you know, as we go through through our destinations, let's talk about the beach. Um, I know my favorite memory before we move on to our next destination with the beach um, is uh, just sitting out in the waves, you know, looking cool. Um, I don't like, I always wear a shirt now because let's be honest, nobody wants to see that. But at the same time, you know, it's just feeling the waves against you and, um, just they, they just they, such an expanse space like you just look forever and there's waters but last year when we went we were like sitting on our hotel balcony down at virginia beach and uh, just watching dolphins go by which was really cool just the pot of dolphins and stuff so you have a favorite uh, a favorite beach memory rodney um i would say my favorite beach memory actually came on my honeymoon we went to the bahamas hey hey hey, hey this is a pg podcast buddy we went to the Bahamas and we went snorkeling oh, wow. off off of the Bahama Beach. That was quite an experience. First time I never went snorkeling like that, so yeah. that, that was that was really fun. See, I did but, not uh, I did not know that about you guys. Yeah, I'm surprised but, I never heard that. But I guess that can kind of tie into another. The beach can kind of tie into another one of our destination things: going boating, canoeing. I've done a lot of that. No, no. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever done much boating or canoeing, but that's something we do a lot around here because, of course, we don't have the ocean or anything. We've just got some smaller bodies of water. Yeah, 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 but, definitely. But, yeah, we, you know, I grew up, my dad, he loved to go fishing. He'd take me, and we'd go fishing around here, you know, smaller lakes. And um, my uh, father-in-law, he actually has the Cozing River runs right through his property. So oh, we. Wow. We'd uh, go boating. Um, my father-in-law, he's got some canoes. We go canoeing down the river. So that's uh, something we've kind of enjoyed. Got some yeah. boating, canoeing, hmm. uh, just some things I like that. But... So boating myself, um, there was an unfortunate, uh, it wasn't an accident, but it was a youth ministry faux pas um, that, uh, you know, I think and when you're in youth ministry, you kind of act as a dad at times. And so, you know, it wasn't one of my best youth ministry dad moments, but, you know, we, we rented a boat. We were safe and everything. Like, we weren't, no, no kids were, like, in danger or anything like that. But there was, like, blindfolds involved and, you know, like, hula dresses and stuff. It, it's really not, I don't even know why I'm, like, I can't believe I'm actually saying it out loud on the internet right now for everybody to hear. But um, my family likes to bring it up at unfortunate moments in conversations. There was uh, some stories there that I could tell. But it was all in the name of Jesus. So if you're a dad, just I guess when you're boating, just keep Jesus in mind is what I'm trying to get at with that. But it was a good time. Um, I've done some canoeing with different youth trips and stuff as a youth pastor or a volunteer, rather. Um, there's a picture that I see pop up periodically in my, my social media feeds about uh, the canoe that I was on. Got like a thumbs up. It was like a cool, I felt it's a total dad look, like a dad moment. But um but yeah, boating, canoeing was has been good. It's been a good outlet. There's some boating, um, local fishing boats. I'd like to get a boat, just like you can rent a boat around here where I'm at, and uh, go out on the reservoir and just fish. 
So I'm looking forward to trying that out here one of these days, um, maybe with the kids or something. But right on. Um, Jesus liked to go out on boats with some of his disciples. So he did. He well, did, he, and he called he called them out of the boat. So yeah, he did. Like Jesus, you'd be like Jesus. You just go out in the boat, right? Yeah. I'm calling the storm. That's a good. He, he that's did. A good point. So right on. we can be like Jesus in that aspect. We certainly can. Definitely. Sometimes you know that's metaphorically speaking, though. You know, sometimes you do got to get out of the boat the storms of life so that's good um what about uh hiking we're talking about the outdoors like i'm in virginia there's a lot of good hiking here uh if you go an hour from where i live you know there's you're, you're up in um one of like three national forests you can be in and uh that's a great a great hiking up there great hiking experiences um when i was in texas i used to go up if you're anywhere near the oklahoma near lot in oklahoma um, it was just a few hours from where I used to live and I actually was hiking one time and my wife doesn't allow me to hike by myself anymore. She's asked me to you know, have some accountability even in hiking because I kind of got lost on a wildlife refuge um, where there's like animals roaming around like like buffalo and like deer and stuff and like antelope. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been speared by an antelope before, but it's probably not going to turn out well. And so I was at this wildlife refuge and I was hiked and I was hiking by myself and I got lost. And uh, so that was my big hiking experience in Oklahoma um, at the, uh, it's called the wild, uh, what is it called? The Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge. It's a beautiful area, um, but it's great hiking. But uh, there's certainly, I'd like to go hiking as well and spend as much time outdoors. And just, it's amazing for me to see what God's created, you know, that we've, we've been able to cut some trails through and just see just how he places things, you know, and just uh, spend time alone out, well, not alone anymore, but spend time hiking with people, uh, you know, and I think as a dad too, it's an important to, to have somebody with you as you're, you're hiking through life and, uh, you know, or not a dad, you know, you need that person to help build you up and stuff. So do you have any hiking, uh, hiking dad advice there, Rodney? Um, around here we have uh, uh, Mohican National Park. They have some good hiking trails, Hocking Hills. That's a good area to go hiking in. And I mean, course like you said the best thing is make sure you stay on the, the trails when you're hiking though because it's easy once you get off those trails to get lost out in these places so we go hiking as a family quite often we like to go down to either one of those places i just mentioned and hike around uh, mohican it actually has more of an adventure park type of things where you can go putt-putting go-karting other activities as well but Hocking Hills has some has an old man cave and some other actor trails and things that you can hike on. But my my main advice is stay on stay on the trails. Make sure you take plenty of water when you're hiking, especially in the summertime. Yeah, because definitely. you can definitely get thirsty out there hiking around. Um, wear good pairs of shoes. You don't want to wear something that's going to hurt your feet when you're out there hiking. Yeah. And walking sticks are nice sometimes when you're out there you're hiking. Um, I think what else? Yeah, I would, I would echo what you said about the shoes. Um, and don't wait till you hike to break in your shoes. I had a, an experience just last year. I went on a hike with my son, and it was really great. But uh, my shoes were not broken in, and I was like, "Oh, they're hiking shoes. You know, they'll be they'll be great." And I lost a toenail in the process. Like my toe was probably broken. I think because they were like all tight and everything. So definitely you want to break down your shoes before, uh, 
before you go out on, uh, and it was, we swore it was like a 20 mile hike, dude, but we were like heavy backpacks and stuff. And then it was like an eight mile round trip, like over the course of two days. So it was really sad at the end because I was like, oh man, we just hiked all this way. But no. So, but what about when you hiked? Do you ever, do you ever camp? Do you ever like camp out? Like we, when last year when I did that and I lost my toenail, like we camped out overnight in the middle of the hike. What's your, your experience with camping and stuff? Yeah, we like to do camping as well. Um, there's places I just mentioned, they both have camping, uh, stations, um, they're primitive. Primitive is the word that you're looking for. Kind of put you out in the wilderness. Um, some of them, they have more cabins where you can stay in. Some of them, of course, like I said, you're staying in a tent, roughing it a little bit more. So it depends on what you like. They got areas where if you got camper, you can take a camper. Yeah. So we used to have a camper we'd take. Some, lots of times we'd go just stay in a tent. We've done the cabin ordeal as well. So we've kind of done it all the different ways you can kind of do it. So it depends yeah. on your style, how how much roughing it you really want to do. Whether you want to go just, you know, pitch a tent, stay in that, have nothing besides you know what your tent and your whatever stuff you take with you whether you want to go to a cabin fully pre prepared for you to stay in there and give the luxuries of you know electricity running water whatever but yeah. we've done yeah. go ahead well i was just gonna say i think as as the you know my family this different stages as a dad i've had to recognize like i might want to do tent camping and stuff but if the kids are too little like they're not gonna like stay in a tent you know i gotta worry about them going out at night or something or sleepwalking into the river or something crazy like that not that that's ever happened that's a weird example but uh you know and then as they've gotten older like sometimes it's just easier to go in a cabin and if i want to lower my stress as a dad like i'm gonna maybe get the cabin or you know there's even koas have like rvs you can rent out and stuff because as it, you know as, as kids change they kind of get a little choosier and you know what's my wife going to be the most comfortable in and you know, sometimes I want to rough it, but it's not really conducive to having a family, right? Like we're not a roughing it kind of family necessarily, yeah. you know, or my wife rough a certain way camping. And so she wants to cook the whole time, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the food, but you know, um, so like I go once a year with some guys and we kind of do the tent thing, but then there's one guy cooks a lot of food. And so, yeah, I think you just have to realize when it comes to camping, like what your stage of life is, especially if you're going with your family. So, you know, it's enjoyable for everybody. It's not just about what I think we should do or what I want to do. I think it's also about your needs, though, too. I mean, if you have any kind of needs, medical needs or physical mm -hmm. needs or whatever, you got to think about that, too. So Yeah, yeah. I, and I got to sleep with a, a CPAP machine strapped to my face, and I typically don't take it camping. But um, they have, like, different uh, mobile ways to do that to support your medical needs and equipment and stuff if you have that. So definitely I would recommend checking into that. Um, what about a little bit different? Uh, let's let's transition out away from the the nature side of uh, different destinations. And is there maybe uh, other places that you can think of that would be good family destinations this summer, especially um, as things open back up? Well, I think this is hit more around your area, but you know, what about some museums? I mean, yeah, think, think you guys right. have some museums there around the Virginia area, especially D.C. There's probably lots of museums around there. What do you have to say about museums, Brandon? Yeah, I think up in Northern Virginia, which is away from me, but I think up in Northern Virginia, there's uh, quite a few museums. 
up there. Um, fun fact, the Smithsonian, like if you watch Night at the Smithsonian, like the, the movies, you know, with uh, Ben Stiller and like the crazy monkey and stuff in those movies, the Smithsonian, if you notice in like that movie, there's multiple buildings. So Smithsonian is actually like a foundation with numerous museums. So you got like, well, let me ask you, Ronnie, do you know the different Smithsonian museums? I cannot, quiz. I cannot name them, Brandon. Okay, well, there is the, there's, I mean, there's actually two museums of, uh, uh, I'm going to forget the names, but the museum of the aviation museums, the Smithsonian's, um, there's Air and Space Museum, that's what they're called. There's one out at uh, Dulles Airport up in Dulles, Virginia, and that's actually one of my favorites because I was able to see the space shuttle there. Um, I think it's Discovery, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but there's a space shuttle there. They have all the big planes, right? Like all the historical big planes from the military and they've got some of the newer ones, missiles and stuff like that. And then they've got uh, the other, it's a smaller exhibits at the one in, on the National Mall. Uh, but there's tons of them, the Museum of Natural History and different things. Um, one tip I would say about the DC museums is that if you're going, especially with your family, pack a lunch because they, they do have food options in um, the museums, the Smithsonian specifically, but they can be very, very pricey, like $10 for like a, just a basic hamburger um, with no extra stuff. So um, that's definitely a good travel tip for the museums in D.C. if you're ever visiting D.C. It's a beautiful place, though, with all the monuments and everything. Um, there's tons of history there, of course. And uh, but yeah, and uh, definitely if you're coming during the summer, I would echo, you know, bring water and things like that. Um, other museums I've been to, you know, when I spent some time in Pensacola with the military, they have a great aviation museum down there. Quantico, Virginia, they have a great museum at the Marine Base. Um, you have an Air Force Museum in Ohio, right? We, we do. About, yep. I was going to mention that one there in uh, Dayton at the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They have the Air Force Museum. And it's an interesting museum. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but I've been to it yeah. a couple times. Yeah, I actually have never been there. I need to come up there. I need to go. Yeah, it's awesome. It's nice. You got a lot, lots of old um, history of you know military. Um, there's some newer aircrafts and things like that. Yeah. But it's something that's pretty interesting and something you know, especially you know, military, uh, especially Air Force people. But I'd say just military in general people that like to learn some history and stuff, they'd really enjoy that. Right on. Um, right on. North of here, in that state that you like, they have uh, the Henry Ford Museum up in Michigan. Oh, so blue. Right on. I've, I've been there before. When I was a kid, my parents took me up there. We went to the Henry Ford Museum. And, mm. of course, to the east of here in Pennsylvania, I've been to the, uh, the Hershey Chocolate Factory, the museum there. Watched how they do making Hershey Hershey Kisses and Hershey Bars and things, and that's kind of an interesting place to go to. Right on. But, yeah, speaking of Hershey, there's a, there's other good destinations in Hershey, right? There's, isn't there an amusement park in Hershey? Have you ever been there? Um, I don't know. Like I said, in my life, it was, I was a younger kid, so I don't remember all the yeah, attractions okay. we went to, but I do remember the, the Hershey music, or the Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and being there at the the park, or not the park, but the museum there that they had, and where we got to go through and tour of the plant. And it was quite mm -hmm. an interesting ordeal. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I, I got that. I know my daughter. She was in Hershey with in high school and with a dance group that she was a part of. And they actually do have a, a roller coasters and stuff there now too. It's called Hershey Park up in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, so I think amusement parks. That's another good um, family destination now that things are opening back up. Um, as well, you know, you certainly want to plan ahead financially for that. Um, I think as a dad, you know, that's one of my main concerns is how much is this going to cost me anytime to take the family on vacation. But yeah, there's Hershey Park is a good one. Um, I know here, I know in Texas, we had Six Flags, Arlington, which I would highly recommend. Uh, we got chased out of there by a big storm, thunderstorm, actually, after we had been there all day. So the timing was really good. Um, we've enjoyed uh, my family, you know, different places we've lived with the military, you know, these local little fairs that come into town, those can be kind of, kind of fun. Um, and then we have, I know on the East Coast up in Maryland, they have a Six Flags. I think there's one down in Georgia. That's a Six Flags park. Um, you know, we're not sponsored by these amusement parks, but hey, maybe some in the future. So that, that thing where people say like, not a sponsor yet. <laughs> so if you're with any of those organizations, you want to sponsor our podcast, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we're but, open uh, for anybody. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, you know, you got Dollywood. Uh, what other what other amusement parks am I not not thinking of right now? Well, here right now. here in the great state of Ohio, we have Cedar Point, which they always compete in trying to have one of the biggest, fastest roller coaster parks. And we also have Kings Island, which they have roller coasters as well. Okay. Down in for... down in um, Florida, of course, you have Walt Disney World. Of course, that's got a lots of different stuff. And mm -hmm. um, there's SeaWorld that you could go to. Other places. Yeah, Florida. We went to Disney a few years ago. We actually, you know, part of being a dad is you got to invest in your marriage, right? And so we actually went with some friends uh, uh, that were they're they're in Colorado, but we went with them and uh, uh, we went to Disney and Universal Studios down in in Orlando, which is I would just highly recommend at least once in your life if you've never been. You got to find it there still um you know that's obviously a big financial obligation but if you're a veteran shades of green does have a ticket office so you can get discounted tickets there i don't know if you've ever heard of that place but it's a military resort that's on disney property and uh when my wife and i went down to florida a different time we stayed overnight at shades of green uh, not a sponsor yet right but uh they uh gave actually upgraded our room we paid a hundred dollars a night for that one room just for the one night and we actually got upgraded to like a massive suite with like two bathrooms and it was it was like the nicest hotel i've ever stayed in it's, it's actually a disney property you have to be a veteran to stay there so that's a good destination if you're ever in orlando even if you're just looking for discounted tickets um but yeah i know here in virginia too we have some smaller parks called king's dominion um it's just south of seattle where i grew up uh for years we went to wild ways and enchanted village which I think they, that might be under a different name now, but it's right off of I-5 before you get to Tacoma, just outside of Auburn and Federal Way. Um, so there's, yeah, there's so many destinations, certainly Disneyland out in California has expanded a lot over the years. I can remember going there as a kid once. Um, but yeah, there's so many options. And now that stuff's opening back up, I would just encourage you to consider amusement parks if you're a dad or a mom, or you know, if you're a kid listening and you want your parents to take you, even if you're an adult, you're still somebody's kids. So, um, you know, be like, hey, when are we going to uh, to the amusement park? Unless you're my family, please don't ask me that because yeah, we might have that discussion. So, 
That'd be Rodney. I'll take you. Will you give us a hookup down here in Virginia? You just take us to some parks if we drive up there. Homeboy hookup. We'll have to explain that. That sounds like a good homeboy hookup to me. So, right on. Um, what other what other places? I mean, there's fairs and festivals, right? You guys are fairly rural, right? Do you guys have any good county fairs around you? Yeah, we have fairs, festivals. They start off, you know, especially once the summer kicks off, and they'll be running throughout the summer. Um, of course, a lot of the fairs around here are agriculture-based for kids. You know, they raise livestock, and they compete to see who's got the best uh, livestock throughout their, what they've raised throughout this year, and of course they get to um, sell their, whatever it is, whether they've raised a steer, or chicken, or rabbit, goat, lamb, and of course that makes it nice to the kids, it gives them a little bit of money in their pocket to be able to put towards schooling, or whatever it is they want to pay for. So, and of course, the, beyond that, there's normal entertainment at the fairs, Whatever kind of entertainment you can think of, truck pulls, tractor pulls, um, singing. They play. Sometimes they have rodeos. They have um, demolition derbies. They have. Uh, I don't know. There's lots of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know we've got a local county fair near us, a different county, but they're they've been advertising a demolition derby coming up and. I think they do eight track and stuff where they pull the car behind another car on a dirt eight track and that that was i remember going to that as a kid that was always a lot of fun um but yeah right on uh here's a little about i'll, I'll give you ahead. i'll give you a little known fact i actually used to compete in demolition derby really I, yeah. you know i knew that about you but i bet our listeners did not know that about you yeah so um, there's a lot of jokes i can make at your expense regarding that but i will not Let's not let's not go there. I want to build you up, not tear you down. That's <laughs> awesome. I would. I've always wanted to do that, but I've never. Had it, it actually is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. It looks like a lot of fun. So. Yeah, uh, you you have your Jeep, four wheel, and I have my demolition derby. Yeah, so. man, you'll have to take me out demolition derby one of these days. Man, give me an old yeah. car and we'll go out and smash them up. Let's do it. Maybe if we get some sponsor on the podcast. We'll there we go. That'd be nice. Get the sponsor. You can sponsor, sponsor a demolition derby card. I know. Sweet. We'll have your name all over it. And we'll there go out go. there and represent you loud and proud. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, so one last destination. I know I've got a fun story, but uh, what about the zoo? How do you feel about zoos? Zoos are good. They're, they can be educational, you know, for kids. I mean, even adults, I guess. But um, we have, you know, one of the, the great... The great Jack Hanna, you know, had Columbus Zoo. Unfortunately, he's just retired from Columbus Zoo not too long ago due to some health concerns and things. But the Columbus Zoo is a pretty awesome zoo. Um, of course, you have the National Zoo there in D.C. Yeah. But yeah. Um, zoo's a great place to take kids. They can, you know, not only just see the animals, but learn more about them. Right. Yeah, I think the zoo's a good day trip. Uh, if you have one close to you, or if you're even if you're on vacation somewhere, you know, staying in that cabin or something, if you can find a zoo nearby. Um, I know uh, Raleigh has a big zoo. Charlotte, I think, has a big zoo. Um, certainly, San Diego is famous for their zoo. If you're out on the West Coast, um, you mentioned the National Zoo here. Yeah, so the National Zoo here is actually free admission. Um, of course, you pay for 
food and stuff unless they can pack a lunch because they will let you bring in a food i believe check their website but um it's fun it's cool because it's free you know it's a free family outing but you do pay for parking i think it was 15 or 25 dollars per car for parking for the whole day and when one thing one tip about the national zoo if you ever go is park at the top of the parking lot not the bottom unless you want to walk up the hill because it is on a pretty big hill if you park at the bottom of the parking lot so yeah, we've, I've taken my kids there before and they really enjoyed it. They're famous for their pandas, uh, panda bears that they have there. I think they just had a cub too, um, not long ago. So check out their website for more information. And certainly if the National Smithsonian wants to sponsor us, we're open to that for our podcast. So um, right on. Well, I think that's all the destinations I was thinking about for this episode. Do you want to transition into our uh, Ecclesiastes? I mean, that's we've talked about a lot of you know opportunities and uh, you know a lot of uh, experiences that you can have as a dad when you know leading your family during the summer but I mean what is it like that's the those are like one day events right those are things or maybe a weekend event what 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 does it matter like why why is that how does that fit in what Ecclesiastes says about just life well of course like uh, that's just I mean something you can just do take your kids or spouse even if you're not married or if you're single of course that's just something you can go to with some friends and have fun i mean just to be able to you know get away and have some time to yourself but um as i mentioned you know we decided i decided to kind of jump into ecclesiastes because i know that was something what brandon mentioned was his favorite uh, verse passage of the bible and it's actually one I've never really sat down and studied my own self. I mean, I've read the, the book of Ecclesiastes, but I've never really done an in-depth study. So I just thought, you know, um, I want to jump in and kind of study this book a little bit better. So uh, the book was actually written by Solomon, who is actually King David's son. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, um, start right here, verse 1, chapter 1, it says... These are the words of the teacher, King David's son, who ruled in Jerusalem. And I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. And it says, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. And that's kind of, you know, interesting. You know, it starts out like that. It goes on, verse 3. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come, generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea. The sea is never full. Then the water returns and again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say, here is something new. Actually, it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past. And in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done 
under the heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed, observed everything going on under the human, or sorry, under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. What is wrong cannot be, be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. I said to myself, Look, I am wiser than any of the kings who ruled, or who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from the wisdom to madness and folly. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all of this life is chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. So again, that was Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Yeah. And that last verse made me think about going back to the very first book of the Bible, Genesis. And we can think about that in Genesis chapter 3. And I'll uh, look at, or read that to you here real quick. Yeah. Um, So it said, again, that last verse is, The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. And of course, if you remember in Genesis, that was, you know, when God was creating everything. And uh, it, says, it says right here in Genesis chapter 3, The serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. He spoke to the woman. Do I understand that God told you not to eat from any tree in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the tree in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat, God said. You may you must not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open and soon you will eat, as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to them, Where are you? Hmm. It says, He replied, I heard you walk in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God answered, or asked, Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. 
Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any other animal, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling to the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, and he will rule over you. And to the man he said, Since you have listened to your wife and ate from the tree, whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. I will, It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you turn to the ground from which you were made. From there... For you were that made from the dust, and dust you will return. Mm. So, as you can see, they gained the wisdom, but they gained the sorrow as well, because they were cursed from eating the the fruit. Yeah. And it yeah. goes by what Solomon was saying, that they... As he says right there, he said, you know, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, conversely to, to Adam and Eve's choice, like you've highlighted, if you look at First Kings chapter 3, you know, there's a there's a point in there where um, it says, uh, let me see if I can find it. It's getting dark in my... Yeah. We also got to remember, this was written at the end of... Solomon's life. Yeah, yeah, Ecclesiastes, right? Yeah, yep. So I think, you know, before that, in 1 Kings 3, uh, verse 3, Solomon says, Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the instructions of his father David, except that Solomon, too, offered sacrifices, you know, burnt in the incense at the uh, Lord's, Lord, the local altars. And then verse 5, it says, the night that appeared or God appeared to Solomon in a dream and it goes on and it talks about Solomon's, um, you know, his, it, it was a dream, but he had, you know, God spoke to him through the dream and you know, God commended him for being humble and, and not trying to make a choice without seeking God. You know, he asked God for wisdom and didn't ask for riches or anything. And God, you know, just like with Adam and Eve, like they had a chance, right? They had that chance to commune with God, but they sought what was meaningless. And I think that's what, um, you know, whereas Solomon sought God's wisdom and God's ways. And I think as, as a dad and as any person, you know, that's really what we're called to from Ecclesiastes, that intro. Um, and as we go on through the Ecclesiastes, we'll see what's most important. That Like summer vacations are important, but they're not the most important thing. You know, I think that uh, as, as we enter this new season, you know, as things open back up and it's easy to lose focus on God, but you know, as, as Solomon points to at the end of his life, like, I've tried all these things and they're all meaningless compared to, to God. So we need to put God first. So do you have any further thoughts on that? No, I mean, I kind of piggyback on what you said. I mean, yeah, because 
I mean, Solomon could have asked God for anything, but, you know, he didn't go crazy. All he wanted was just the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And God said, you know, since all you're asking for is wisdom, you know, I will also give you wealth. I mean, yeah, yeah. so. So he I was mean, the smartest, smartest guy in history and like yeah, the wealthiest. And, exactly. You know, he, he still made, mis- you know, it was a different culture. Um, his dad had made mistakes and he learned from his dad you know he didn't he did some of the things that he saw his dad doing but david i think the biggest thing he probably learned from david and this is just brain speculating but it was the repentance you know what he turned he turned away from from evil um you know he he followed he followed the wisdom he was given and uh as a result he was he was blessed not necessarily just financially certainly he was the richest man in the world at that time but um, you know, it was because of God's wisdom, because he sought that and not anything else. Um, so, yep, he nailed it. Like I said, at the end of his life, he's like, well, I can't take this stuff with me. I mean, so it's all kind of meaningless with, for me now. So, yeah, yeah he, he tried it all, you know, as we'll see later on throughout the book. He tried everything. So um, if you haven't checked out Ecclesiastes, I would really recommend, you know, and there's certainly lots of good commentaries out there. You just Google you know, Ecclesiastes commentary, Bible commentaries, anything on like Bible Hub or um, Bible Gateway, rather, or Blue Letter Bible is another good one to check into. So um, not that going to doing things or, you know, or being rich is bad or anything, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta seek God first and let him, him make you rich, not just financially, but in other ways. Um, I think that's my big takeaway from today's discussion. So, um, you know, Adam and Eve chose the apple, uh, you know, and, and chose to disobey God, which is why we live in this fallen world that we do. You know, the reason things go crazy is because it's just a, it's a messed up world from that, that first choice. Uh, so it's, it's kind of hard to, to comprehend, but I think that's, that's the point here is that everything is meaningless, you know, compared to God. So it's a good intro in Ecclesiastes to just highlight that. So um but yeah that's that's good and you know as, as we talk about different uh vacations and vacation ideas for the summer like take god with you in those things if you're a dad like you have a responsibility to lead in those things um so your kids can see that good example that godly example you know just because you're on vacation like we still pray before meals you know we try to make sure we do that we try to talk about just have real talk on vacation even though it's a fun time you know we still want to hold our kids accountable if they're acting crazy or whatever um you know there's a lot that that can distract you no matter if you're on vacation or just living everyday life and solomon walked through all those things you know he had those those vacations and the different altars he sacrificed at and uh, you know he sacrificed before and that that's when god spoke was after his sacrifice after he humbled himself right because he could have been like i'm the king's son and look at me and you know you see in the old testament and other places all the, the bad kings that were there so and the result of how god didn't didn't you know he, he tried to tell him hey this is wrong and they acted out anyway so solomon was different yeah so. the thing is the other thing i think we should point out is i mean he's kind of saying you know everything in this world is meaningless i mean all the materialistic stuff i mean right. you know look you know as a dad we need to go out there make time for our kids you know have those memories you know that we can share with them and spend the time with our kids i mean it's summertime the kids are out of school and you know we need to be able to spend time with them and let them know you know how much we care about them 
And same thing for our spouses, even. I mean, make time for them and just help them to, you know, feel our love and help them to know that we are there for them, not just, you know, oh, well, let's see, I got, you know, this car that needs to be fixed up, you know, I'm, you know, love to do restoration on old vehicles. Well, you know, the old vehicle, you know, it's materialistic, you know, and yeah. You know, you only got so much time with, you know, your family things, but. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried to try to include the kids in those, you know, even those kind of activities, like we talk about the Jeeps and the four-wheeling and off-roading and stuff. Like we've always tried to include the kids in that, those hobbies that we've had, you know, as, as a family. So it's not just dad's thing, right? It's, it's the family's thing. So, but certainly the obsession with the Jeeps is probably more my thing, but, you know, the kids haven't shunned me yet too much with that, so but no that's good and that's a really good good point making time being intentional you know using the the destinations that we talked about as a tool to create time with family quality time that's so important especially as like your kids are younger as they grow and develop you know that's such a such an important time and certainly as they get older you know when they're starting to live their own lives for me you know trying to find ways to be intentional with them still even though they're busy with work and school and you know boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever you know dating and stuff like I, I still try to date my daughters and find intentional time with my son not as much as I would like but you know um, it doesn't always have to be a destination sometimes we just hang out in the backyard around a fire kind of thing you know in the backyard so there's lots of well lots of different tools out there you can be intentional with your kids so. i mean it could be, be as simple as just you know hey we gotta go shopping you know it's time for groceries let's just take your kid yep. along you know let's yep. have a chat in the car you know in the car yeah. right the, the grocery store yeah just yeah, to catch up uh, catch up what's going on in their lives i mean it's so easy yep. to you know be so occupied you don't even know what's happening in your own kids life yeah yeah and i think i think i've you know experienced some of that um as growing up you know and i think a lot of a lot of kids do they you know what happens, I've seen it hundreds of times with different, you know, youth ministry and stuff where the parents are too busy for the kids. So the kids are going to find somebody to speak into their lives, you know, good or bad. And uh, I think that can be really dangerous. But it can, it, and so I think as dads, we have a responsibility to look for those, those orphans um, that might have parents, but they're, they're living their lives separate. Their parents have chosen to, uh, you know, whether it's a single parent situation or, uh, you know, their kids that just need another healthy adult guy in their life like you know like you do the coaching and stuff like how have you seen that impact kids lives um that maybe didn't have real active parents have you ever had any instances where you've seen that impact yeah i, I totally agree with that i mean it's just all kids you know they desire they desire something i mean and you know if you're not the one that's feeding into them then you know, they're going to find someone to fulfill their needs. Right. And, you know, you want to be the one to pour into them what what it is that they need, you know. Here in our case, you know, you want to be able to pour into them God and, you know, fill them up with with uh, the Bible and fill them up with the Holy Spirit, just help them to, you know, be able to walk, you know, the way that God has for them to just uh, allow them to see God from you and know that they are walking the way that you would have them to walk and 
They're being yeah. the godly children. Right, right, definitely. Well, that's good. Well, hey, um, I think that we've made a lot of good points today. Um, certainly, uh, I think Ecclesiastes is, I'm really excited about diving in more to see what else Solomon has to say to us and um, future topics that we got coming up, uh, maybe a guest speaker um, in the future. So uh, this has been really good. I really appreciate you taking the time. And hopefully if you're listening, then this has been helpful and encouraging for you um, to uh, kind of move through your next couple of weeks, um, you know, between podcasts, hopefully to, if, if you don't have somebody in your life, I would just encourage you to reach out. Uh, reach out to us via social media or via our website, which has now been updated, right? You updated the website. Our, our, we, our website is up and running. So awesome. what, what, goddanddadtalk.com. Check us okay. out. Goddanddadtalk.com. That sounds pretty easy. And you can definitely uh, check us out on any other po- common podcast players, right? Apple, yep. or Google. We are or... we are on all the podcast players that I can think of now. So right on. That's Apple, awesome. Google, Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Um, Must have a really good producer behind the scenes doing all that stuff. So. Yeah, I wonder who that is. I don't know. I think it's you, actually. Okay. Oh, you know what that sound effect means? That's our uh, five-minute warning here, so we probably need to wrap it up. Yeah. Stay tuned next week. We actually have our first guest on the show next week, so you don't want to miss that. And who, who... who is who is joining us next week? Yeah, we're we're, right gonna, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it a surprise. Make oh, make our yeah. listeners come back so they can find out who we have. Right on. Well, that's, it's it's wow. That's really long. That's really exciting. I'm screaming because of that. So that's that's fun. Um, yeah. So join us next week. We'll have a guest speaker, and uh, or two weeks from now we'll have a guest speaker, and we're really looking forward to that and just what God's doing. Hopefully in your life as a listener. Certainly in our lives, I think this is really helping us uh, reconnect and be encouraged. Um, so like, share, and subscribe. And uh, I think that's all I got for this week. Rodney, you got anything else for our listeners before we wrap it up? Well, I'll tell you, we're we'll continue our study on Ecclesiastes. And should we tell them what our topic is going to be for next week? Or should we keep that a secret as well? Um, why don't we give them a little insight into the topic? We won't tell them what, uh, who it is, but what's our topic going to be? Our topic next week, we're going to talk about spiritual parenting. Spiritual parenting. Spiritual parenting. Two weeks. Yeah. Two guest weeks. speaker. Right on. Well, I definitely could use some help in that area myself, even though I've been doing this for over 20 years. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear more from a, an outside perspective about that. Um, because I do believe I tried to tell you it would be a good idea to uh, tie a dog leash to my stroller, my daughter's stroller one time and pull the stroller. It was empty, but pull the stroller up a hill towards a castle in Germany. And I think that didn't turn out well. <laughs> so I might need some some help with my parenting skills, especially my spiritual parenting. So I'm excited for that. So right on. Well, I think we're at time. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, let me get a little outro soundtrack. We have an outro, right? You want to play we, the outro? We do have an outro. But until next time, stay calm, dad on. Keep calm, dad on. Later. Thanks for spending time with us today. Be sure to check us out on our website and also on Facebook and Instagram. Also, let us know if you have any prayer requests. Finally, please like, share and subscribe to stay updated. Until next time, keep calm and dad on.